Musicians Real Talk, Season 1, Episode 13. The quote for this episode of Musicians Real Talk comes from the song Follow Your Road by Sea Wind. With so many roads that lead down to the sea, I wonder which road will be the right one for me. Others may fall away, dead ending left and right, but there's one road that journeys far out of sight. Hi and welcome to Musicians Real Talk. I'm your host, Glenn Douglas. Musicians Real Talk is a podcast which serves to provide life stories and information about musicians performing in and around the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia areas. Understand musicians, they go to the job, they set up, perform, break down, and go home. Rarely do they get a chance to share their musical life stories. Well, the Musicians Real Talk podcast aims to fill that void. My guest today has worn so many hats, I don't think he can find some of them. He is a jazz and R&B guitarist, played for such artists as the Unifics, the Five Stair Steps, Luther Ingram, Isaac Hayes, and the list goes on and on. He is a singer-songwriter, in fact, wrote music for a play that was featured at the Lincoln Theater in Washington, D.C., He was an owner of a music store slash instrument repair shop, and he is also the author of a book called How's Your Teddy? Welcome to the Musicians Real Talk podcast, LaRon Young. How you doing, LaRon? Hey, man, I'm doing great, blessed, and, uh, you know, glad to be here. Fantastic. We're glad to have you, man. Glad to have you here, man. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Leron, let me ask you this, man. How did you get into this thing called music? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's see. Uh, when I was eight years old, my mother worked for some people in Bethesda, Maryland. And the people that she worked for, uh, they had a son. And, uh, you know, they bought their son who had a guitar. They bought him another guitar. And the old guitar, they decided to throw it in the trash. So my mother said, uh, no, don't throw it in the trash, you know, give it to me and uh, can I have it and take it home to my son? And they said, sure, you can have it, you know. So she took it out of the trash, you know, and uh, and brought it home to me, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. And I just, I, you know, I just started plucking on the thing and I, I didn't know nothing about it. Right. But, I, but there's one thing that I could do. Uh, I would play on one string and there's one song that I could play. There was a song called... Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. You know what I mean. <laughs> and I learned to play that on my own. So I've always had a kind of a gift to, pl- you know, to play the instrument, you know, to hear it and put it on the, on the guitar. But I never had any formal training on it. Right, right. So right. that's how I initially got started, and uh, you know, all through the life, and uh, you know, just asking people, different people, different people would give me ideas, you know, and uh, you know, so. Through my junior high school years, high school years, I was playing a little bit, you know, but nothing professionally. Uh, I went to, uh, I went, you know, high school. I went into to a, a Cham- Chamberlain Vocational High School, okay. and I met a guy named James Hockaday, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I met him, and uh, you know, he uh, he had an opportunity to play with a group in D.C. at that time, a young group in D.C. at that time called the Unifics. Oh, okay. And uh, so he, he knew Al Johnson, and he uh, and they needed a guitar player. And uh, they asked me, uh, Al, uh, well, it wasn't Al, but uh, uh, Hockley asked me, so, Ron, hey, man, would you come try out for the Unifics? 
I said, man, I can't play. <laughs> I don't play. No, I didn't play the ones that play with no Olympics. Man, I just used to play around town and stuff. You know, just little stuff, but nothing with nobody professionally like that. Right, right. So I went there, man, and uh, you know, and uh, I gave it a shot, and uh, you know, uh, you know, and uh, I don't know how I did it, but uh, I was able to impress, you know, Al Johnson. If you can op- impress Al Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I wanted to talk about that, man. I okay. wanted to talk about that, man, because the Olympics had this, and, and I don't know. If a lot, of, I, I know a lot of people know of Al Johnson, but yeah. some people don't know him. Right. And right. and um, I wanted to ask you, um, while you were in the group, did you see the genius of Al Johnson at that time? Uh, you know, at first I knew something was very strange about him. Uh, he was handling because he was handling the the background vocals. He was doing the music. Uh, but he was the kind of guy that you really couldn't get close to mm-hmm. initially, you know what I mean? And I was kind of, I was very intimidated by him. Wow. Because he was a very strange cat, man. You know, yeah. you know how you stand, you know, hold his head up and look, you know. He was, but he had a, a, a very good heart, you yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was another gentleman there whose name was also with the great cook. He and I grew up in Southwest together. Okay. So, uh, you know, he kind of put in a word for me, you know. But, yes, it was very intimidating. I had no, I, I didn't know how to read anything. I mean, right. You know, I, <laughs> what, what is, what is uh, A flat, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> what is right, that? right. You know, but what helped me out was because Hockaday, you know, the guy that brought me in, he and, he and I, because we were kind of, we were living together at, you know, at, at that time. Okay. And uh, during the rehearsal, you know, uh, Al, would, Al would write stuff on a little piece of paper, you know, on a little chart, core chart, whatever, how, how you did it. And he would give it to Hockaday. Hockaday would look at it, and Hockaday would say, look, man, that's an A, that's a B. We, and we'd go back to the, to, the, to, the, to the house, and we would practice it. So every day, you know, we would do that. But one thing that, uh, that the Unifics did, man, and this, is, this has really helped me musically, uh, we would rehearse sometimes seven, eight, and ten hours a day. Wow. Every wow. single day yeah. up, at, up at Howard University. You know, and we had to get everything perfect. It had to be perfect. Right. If it wasn't perfect, we had to do it again. Let's do it again. Do it again. And they would rehearse in front of mirrors, see? Right. You know, so they were, you know, and, uh, you know, so everything had to be, you know, perfect as far as the, uh, the visual thing. And there was only three musicians. It was myself who playing guitar, James Hockaday, and, uh, and, 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 um, uh, uh, they call it Bigfoot Bailey, Jerome Bailey. Jerome Bailey played was drums. Jerome uh, uh, later went on with the Funkadelics. He became the Funkadelics drummer. Uh, he said okay. he played with he played with them. But yeah, but as far as the group, the Unifics, yes, that was a very. And you know, they used to say, man, you know, at rehearsals, man, they would they would talk stuff like, man, hey, man, look, we gonna we gonna be on the show with the Glass Night and the Pips, you know, you know, the Temptation. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, come on, man, I'm a little old guy. <laughs> you gonna do what? You gonna do what? You know what I mean? Right, know, right. And, and and they said, yeah, man, we gonna kick their butt too. I said, no, no way. <laughs> right. I said that within myself. You right, know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, so I rehearsed with him several man, weeks, and we got, you know, we got okay. But my first show with them, man, scared the daylights out of me. <laughs> we went to Philadelphia. Right. And uh, we, I, I, can't, I can't remember who was on that show in Philadelphia, but, uh, you know, that was my first time playing with them. And I was, uh, I was very nervous, man. Wow, you know? wow. Uh, but I got through it. 
yeah. I got through it, you know, and uh, you know, and uh, I got you know, and Al Johnson, I got his, you know, I got his blessings. I got the blessings of Mr. Guy Draper. Guy Draper was actually the manager of the group. Okay. Yeah. So you know that you know yeah yeah so that that whole that whole um, uh, experience man really taught me about perfection. You know, right, right, perfect. right. Uh, they were everything had to be perfect. Al Johnson, man, was a genius. Oh, was, yes, indeed, man. Hey, listen, yeah. he can remember things, man. I, I think that um, I, I really believe that Al had like a photographic memory because oh, you did. know he used to walk around. He would always be blinking, blinking his, his eyes. eyes. That's right. That's right. And and he was. It seemed like he was in a whole nother world. He, but, yeah, he but was man, another world. He was. You know, he, he was deep, brother. He, yeah. You know, and the thing about it, how deep he was, you know, because every time at the hotels, they would always, you know, I was, they, they would put me with Al in hotels. I don't know why. Oh, they did that to, <laughs> they did that to you, they too. They did that to me, man. <laughs> they would put Al, put me and Al together, you know, a, a, you know, a lot of times. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was good. And, uh, you know, but little things he would neglect, little things. Well, you Just know. little things. But big things, man, musically, oh, oh my yes. God. He saw the whole picture, man. Yeah. Man, I remember when I was with uh, uh, was doing the thing with uh, Lloyd Price, yep. and and yep. Al they they put Al and I room to room together. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> and Al's yeah. in there writing music. I yeah. mean, and, yeah. and I mean when I'm saying writing yeah. music, he's writing out the all the horn parts That's and everything, right. not right. sitting at the keyboard. That's right. It's all coming out, out of his head. head. That's right. And and I was sitting back here. I was practicing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm, and I'm looking back. I'm like. Al, am I disturbing? <laughs> no, man, go, go ahead, yeah. man. You all right, you all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Al, are you sure I'm not disturbing yeah, you, man? Yeah, I'm right, like, yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. After a while, man, I just felt like... I know. I, I got to get up and leave, I, man. And he had perfect pitch. <laughs> yes, indeed. You could say, yeah. Al, uh, sing me an A-flat. Bam! He's right. singing right, singing right to you. You know yeah. what I mean. So he had perfect pitch, you know, and those kind of things, man. So I just, you know, Al, I, I learned more musically from Al Johnson than anyone else, you know, wow. out there. Yeah. You know? And we yeah. did shows, but you know, I mean, everybody, you know, Temps, you know, uh, the Pips, you know, up and down the East Coast, you know, that uh, the Apollo Theater, right, Uptown Theater, the Howard Theater. You know, we did all of that, you know. Yeah. But it was it was quite an experience, man, just being with that group. And then, then from that launched, you know, then, then because we went on tour, uh, the group went on tour. Uh, we had a tour with Jerry Butler, who else? Uh, the, the Five Stair Step, the Unifix, uh, Benny King, and there's a few others. You man, know? they almost had all the four kings of rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, but that was a, like a 70-some-day tour went on. Wow, man. man. And uh, and that's when we got to meet the five stair steps because they were on tour with us, you see. Well, I was going to ask you about that, man. I yeah. was going to ask you, uh, uh, you know, tell me the story about how you became a member of the first family of soul. Mm. That's, that's what the... That's what the this, That's the what five, they said. The yeah, five yeah, stair yeah, steps yeah, were known yeah. as the first family. Of yeah, soul. so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's, it's it's strange because you know when we would actually do shows uh, together, you know, the, uh, the, on tour, uh, you know, all the shows we did, you know, everybody kind of stayed together on the bus, and so we all kind of knew each other, and they knew how sharp the, new, the, the Unifix were. I mean, they just loved the Unifix, you know. Wow, wow. Uh, and uh, you know, because we we were so sharp behind them, the three of us, the, right. the musicians were sharp. And we had that thing tight, you know what I mean? And you know, when the, when the Unifix start having difficulty, 
know, you know how that thing comes in the group. When they start having difficulty, we just, you know, we just decided to, hey, you know, but the other connection, we just decided to go with the five stairs, that's man, you know. So Jerome, myself, and Hockaday went with them for a while. It wasn't a long period of time. Right, uh, right, uh, right. You know, but, uh, you know, we stayed with them for, you know, I, I didn't do a whole lot with them, but I did enough with them, you see what I'm saying, to meet to, to, to make other connections, you see, right. right. Uh, so initial, and so after, and after the five stair steps, uh, we after that, then Jerome Braley, you know, was a drummer for them. He went with the Funkadelics, and uh, you know, and uh, Hockaday went with uh, 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 who was that? What's that? He went with uh, saxophone player. Uh, it'll come in here. And I went with Luther Ingram. Luther okay. Ingram of of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of, of uh, Stax Stacks Records. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I got a chance to play for Luther Ingram. So I'm on the, I'm in playing in the movie uh, with Luther Ingram on the movie Watch Sacks. So I got wow. a chance. I got a chance to do that. Yeah. You know, and uh, which 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 was good. You know. So, so did you ever play with uh, Booker T and MG? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did show. We did a few. We, we did a few shows with. The, but now, the strange was Booker T on Watts. No, Booker T was he on Watts Stacks? I think. Yeah, he was. On yeah, he was Stacks. on Watts Stacks. Yeah, he was on Watts. He was the house band. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he was. The, a, well, he was with Stacks, but being yeah. on on the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, uh, the movie. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we did the movie in uh, out in California. Isaac Hayes, Staple Singers. Uh, oh wow! You know, you know the Bar Case because you know there was there were four guitar players from DC. Uh, when I was with Stax, it was it was myself, uh, Vernon Birch. If Vernon Birch, who was with the Barcase, he was the guitar wow, player for yeah, the Barcase. Uh-huh. Barcase. Uh, uh, then there was Skip Pitts. He he was he was Isaac Hayes' uh, guitar player. He's wow, the one he's the one that made Shaft. Wow, wow. He did Shaft. Then. Yeah. And it was Ronald Hudson. Ronald Hudson. So the four of us were you know were, were uh, at Stax at you know at the same time. Yeah. You know so. But that was a, you know, quite an experience, man. Was was it? Somebody told me the, a story about how the whole Wawa thing came about with uh, 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 Shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Skip didn't really get his due with that, man, because Skip sold a lot of Wawa pedals for a, for a lot of people because right. he did. When that song came out, you know what I mean, and Skip. Uh, 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 made that song. He didn't make. You know, he used the wah wah pedal. Well, hey man, that song would not have. That's right. Had it <laughs> not been staple, and he could wear that thing out, man. I mean, you know, he was he was really good with the wah wah pedal. You know? right. So, but uh, yeah, but he was he he, he initially did, it was it was Skip Pitts and also uh, what's the wah wah Watson, the guitar player that's played on uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone, the guitar. You know, the 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 guitar. Yeah. He did all of that. Wow. He, yeah, 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 yeah. He did that, and uh, but he also sold a lot of, you know, uh, wah-wahs. For, but, but the guys, you know, when we, you know, we very creative, man. But we don't really get paid the way we should get paid. I don't think, you know, from doing well, stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. that's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a whole. That, man, you know, <laughs> open you open up a whole other can of worms here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was initially, man. You know that that whole experience between the Unifics, the Five Stair Stuffs, and Stax Records. You know, uh, it got to. I got to a point where I said, "Wow, you know, I still want to continue to do this." You know, and I had something else going on at the same time. Right. You right. Know, I had the, the my electronics going on at the same time. Right. So I decided. I said, "You know what? I, you know, when my first my my, my first boy was born was you know was born my wife had my first kid, I said, "Do I really want to stay out there like this?" And I was, you know, you know, we were doing movies and you know doing our big shows, but it wasn't it wasn't consistent enough to for a right, fan for a right, family. Right. So right. I said, well, 
I don't know. I, you know, I said, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to the electronics. Because okay. I, had, I had already had, I had already gone to Bluefield State for, for a while as for electronics. And when I came off the road, I still had that knowledge. But I wanted to get back into it. So I went to Chuck Levins. Okay, okay. So I had a little bit of skill. But I went to Chuck Levins, and, Chuck, and I told Chuck that I came off the road. I was trying to get back into the electronics. And so he gave me, gave, gave me a gig, man. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, cool. uh, and so what I did at Chuck's was, you know, I was the keyboard guy. I, I repaired all the keyboards. And the reason why that was so good was because when I got there, they, they had the, the Moog keyboard that just come, come out. The Moog. Oh, wow. the, the Moog. Yeah, the first, yeah, the yeah. first Moog came out. Right. You know, and they had no one to service it. So they had to send me to Boston for me to learn how to fix the wow, Moog synthesizer. Wow. So they sent me, and and then I learned that. And then after the Moog came out, all the other technologies came out behind that sequential circuits, the Oberheim, ARP, and all that stuff. Right. I had to learn to fix all of that stuff. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it gave me a lot of in, uh, of information. I mean, listen, man, I would study every day. I would take schematics home. You know what I mean? <laughs> and learn to see what makes it tick. You right, see what I'm saying? So right. I learned all of that, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Just throwing it out. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Did you ever thought about creating your own synthesizer, man? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I did. Um, I didn't quite have the skill for for developing the my own. Now, I knew how it worked. Right. But as far as designing, I didn't have that. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't have that okay. skill. But you give me a schematic and tell me what it was supposed to do, baby. I can, hey, it's going it's gonna to be fixed. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So, matter of fact, I, I, look, I think I was the best in the, on, on the East Coast, man, as far as the sports thing. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was really good, you know. Thanks to, you know, I'm, I'm just appreciative of that, you see. So, all of that technology, man. And then, and then after, you know, after I learned that, I got a little disgruntled being there. Okay. I said, wow, you know, I don't know if I want to be here any longer. You know, I was there for about you know, almost going on nine years, something like that. Right. And I, I, I met uh, Desmond Boykin. Desmond Boykin, Boykin said, man, hey, man, you know, there's, a, there's some opportunities, man, in the medical field. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop right stop there. Right I got to stop right there. Okay. 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 <laughs> the reason why I have to stop right there is because, you know, um, I know that you had a repair shop. Right. Uh, right. But... And it's it's really really interesting that you and Deginal mm-hmm. hooked up because Deginal's father, and I'm sure you uh, know yeah, the story. Mr. Boykins, yeah, that's Mr. Boykin. That's right. Um, was probably the first African American to have. That's right. The first African American to have a music store that's, slash. That's right. Slash instrument repair. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Can I give you a little, a little wisdom right there? Yeah. Okay. Now, when I was in high school, I went to Chamberlain Vocational High School, right? Right. And I took radio, TV repair, and television repair. So when I was going to, to that school, Mr. Boykins would, would come into our school, you know, and learn from my instructors about some, some, some you know, some, some electronics. He would come and get some ideas because he had started his business. Right. Yeah, okay. So he would come to the school, you know, to learn, I guess, to get a little information about, you know, how to make how, how technology, how it's working. So, right, so he could incorporate right. that in his in his uh, in his business. So you're right. He was and that's when he started that. So that's how I met him. And that that kind of inspired me. Wow. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, what inspired yeah. me. Because when I saw him doing it. You know, and uh, Chuck was Chuck was feeding him. You know, Chuck was giving him a little, a few little things to do. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Uh, uh, introducing him to other companies because Chuck had the whole thing, man. You right. know what I mean? Right. You know, but he did. He was one of the first 
you know, that I saw, you know, that that, that had his own business. And that really motivated me, you know, yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. to go in late. But you're right. But Boykins, but Boykins, when I was at Chuck, Boykins uh, told me, he said, man, he's, and I told Chuck, to, told Boykins that I wanted to get out of Chuck's for a minute. You know, I, 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 I just wanted to do something different. And he turned me on to a company called Phyllis Medical Systems. I went to the Phyllis Medical Systems. Right. And, I, and they had an uh, exam that I had to take, you know, to get into, you know, to get into the company. They gave me the test, you know. And because I had gotten so skilled servicing the synthesizers and everything at Chuck's, you know, right. that little test, I knocked that little test out. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's how I was hired with, right. with Phyllis Medical Systems. Right. And when I got there, then I was trained on CAT scanners and the MRI. Wow. Yeah. So I yeah. was I was installing CAT scanners and MRI medical equipment, which was a much higher technology than, you know, that I had gotten at synth- with you know with synthesizers at Chuck Levin. So I was introduced to, to a whole other world of technology. Okay, I want to throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you have this creative side in music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounded like to me that mm-hmm. that you also had this creative side when it came to electronics. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, right. and and I wanted to just want to touch on that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, you you know, there's, you know, you have two sides of the brain, the left side and the right side. The right side of the brain is your creative side of the brain. That's your creative, and the left side is your analytical side. Right. Now, it's a proven fact that those kids who are in school who study uh, uh, music along with their other curriculum. You know, they become balanced and they do. They go much further in life because they're stimulating both sides of the brain. Right, right, know? right. And I can attest to that because you know, in my life, you know, with my music and my engineering, I can feel the balance, man. You know, no, right. I can definitely feel the balance. You know, and uh, so that's why I'm. You know, that's going to be one of my ne- my next book. You know, we can talk about that a little later on. Too, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the left yeah. side, right side is is definitely something that uh, you know that I that I have definitely uh, you know uh, saw it made an improvement in my life by doing the two. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. man, that is so cool, man. Yeah. That's so cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, want to talk about the play? Oh, which play? where where what, eagles fly? fly. Where that. eagles fly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what exactly? I mean, what was your connection to the play? Uh, well, you know, Carol, uh, my connection was. Let's see, you came in on the first one, or the second one. Because we came were, in both. Oh, yeah, you sure did. did. Yeah, yeah, I played on both. You sure did, did man. Yeah, you sure on both. Uh, you know, I had known Carol Mookman, you know, for for for, for many years. You know, because she was, she, you know, we 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 had been, we were friends. Okay. And. Uh, during those years, man, I was writing songs. I was doing little stuff on, you know, CD songs for, because, you know, because I was uh, 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 working, you know, as a, you know, as a solo kind of solo guy, just just writing songs. Right. And she heard my music. You know, I had stuff like, uh, you know, uh, songs uh, like uh, Look Looking Eyes and all kind of stuff, other song, family song, and I would always try to write something that was going to benefit us, you know, as a people. You right. Know? And uh, and uh, she, uh, I found out that she said, Laron, you know, I got this uh, opportunity to do this play. But she said, the last song she heard that I wrote was Where Eagles Fly. So she right. heard the song Where Eagles. Matter of fact, Al Johnson, 
again, back to old Al Johnson. Al Johnson actually helped put the song together. But what's happened? What, tell you what happened. What happened was I recorded that song, man, uh, with a guy, and you know, in my studio, and a guy named Desi Hill. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, Desi yeah, Hill? yeah, 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 yeah. Desi Hill and now we were just in my, my my studio. We were downstairs in my basement. Right. And I was, uh, you know, I said, man, we were just talking about life in general. I said, man, I said, man, you know, we got to stay high, man. We got we to gotta fly where eagles fly, you know. <laughs> and that's how the song kind of came out. Right. I recorded the song, you know, just kind of, you know, my little, my little four track. And Deji, I recorded it with Deji, with Deginal. Yeah. And I gave it, the, you know, I just gave Deginal a little track, let him hear it, you know. And when I come, from, come to find out, he let Al, let Al Johnson hear it. He, big ears. Big ears here heard it. He heard it. They re-recorded it. Wow. You know what I mean? Okay. They re-recorded it. You know okay. what I mean? And to kind of took it to another level. You see what I'm saying? Right. And then during that meantime, you know, Carol heard it. Carol, Carol, Carol Mookman heard it. Yeah. And she, I guess it really inspired her. You see what I'm saying? Right. So uh, she decided to name the play Where It Was Fly, and she incorporated all the other songs that I had written you see what I'm saying? Wow. In the play. So I wrote 10 songs out of 12 songs in the play. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so so, <laughs> so uh, uh, for those of you in the audience that don't know, um, Where Eagles Fly was a play that really uh, was about the history of the Shaw, of the Shaw community. community. Shaw community. Right. And, I mean, it was, a very, it was a powerful play. Yes, it was. Yes, indeed. I mean, and, and if you had a chance to... to 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 experience that play, you really got you got a chance to see the richness right. of what was happening in the Shaw area. Yeah. It wasn't just see some people think that Shaw was all about Howard Theater. Howard right. Theater was just one part of it. Right. You know, the Lincoln Theater was a part of it. I mean, uh, it was uh, so many things that was going on. And, and the Howard Theater had had its shows. But the Lincoln Theater had another had another class of shows that was yeah. taking place. Right, and if and, and you didn't learn this until right. until you had a chance to go That's see it. the play. That's right. That's and what right. was funny for me mm. was that because where we were in the band, we were up underneath uh, the stage. That's right. That's right. I never saw never the play. saw the play. <laughs> Heard the play? You never saw it. <laughs> I never saw the play. Yeah, it was a powerful man. The play was powerful, and I got to I got to tell the audience this, man. You know, uh, Glenn, I got I got to give it to you, man. You were very professional. You know, uh, you know, I really ins- I was really inspired by your professionalism in the play. Wow. You know, as far as your just being just you play well. You know, and you added a lot to that play, man. You really did. Cause I was wow. the music director. You know. Yeah. And being a music director at the play, you had to have people around you, man, that was going to get the job done. That's right. That's you know right. Yeah. And uh, I could always depend on you know you, you and you, you know the, the whole the, I mean, the whole situation was a very nice situation, man. I was I was really blessed to be able to you know to, to have her to use my material like that, you know. Yeah. And for something positive, because people are still talking about that play, man. Where eagles fly. Man, I wish they'd bring it back, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was talking about doing that, man, because she may get the funding. You know, okay. Okay. I think it's about I think the, to run the play was about a half a million dollars, man, to run it. You know. Wow. What I mean? Wow. So, uh, but she may get the, if she gets the funding. To, to, to run it again, you know, she, you know, she's gonna get me, and, and guess what? I'm gonna call on. All right, call me, man. Call me, man. I'm right there, right there, yeah, man. I'm right yeah, there, right yeah, there. Yeah. Oh man, that is so cool, yeah, man. Yes, it was that, great. Yeah, that is so, so cool, man. Uh, you know, I, I, because actually, man, I found this uh, uh, this write up on the play. 
And the sad thing about it, man, was that they didn't mention the fact that you were the songwriter. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, uh, they listed you as the right, music yeah, director. Right, 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 right. But they didn't list you as the songwriter. Yep, yep, you're right. You're right. I didn't, I, I didn't get, I mean, people knew that. And I, you know, and I, I, I kind of felt a little, you know, slighted by that, you know. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I was, no. I, I became okay with it. Well, now that I know, if they bring it back, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to stand up. I'm going to walk up on stage. I want everybody to know this music. Was, <laughs> yeah, ten out yeah, of the twelve the, the, songs was yeah, written by yeah, Lamar yeah, yeah, Young. That's okay? right. That's right. Yeah, and, but Al Johnson helped me so much on that play, man, because you oh, know, yeah. when the, when when I, when uh, when she said, you know, to go with the play. I had to get all the charts. So Al had to write all the charts for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. in that play. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. And not only that, we did a CD. We did a CD also, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, for the play. So, man, listen, I, I, I was working the heck out of Al, man, you know. Yeah, but yeah. he was really uh, was in the right place at the right time, you know, to help me through that project. Because I could have done it by myself, man. There's no way in the world I could have done that play by myself. Well, if you did, trust me, man. It was. You think you worked hard then, <laughs> trying to put all that together. Oh, you would have really yeah, worked hard. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it, it was a blessing, man. It helped me out, and uh, I learned a lot from it. I learned about management. I just learned a whole lot from it. You know, just to play hard motivated a lot of people. You know. Well, uh, did you did, did you find that um, the the whole uh, uh, working in a play or working in the theater theater mm-hmm. environment is so so much different than working in, say, for instance, um, the concert concert environment. Yeah, you see another aspect of it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you know, being with the Unifics and the stairs. I was always on stage. You know, doing that thing. You know, but when you and when you when you when you become a man, you know, like a, a music director, you see it from a different perspective. You know. Uh, you you you're managing you you're managing things you're trying to make things happen you know behind kind of behind the scenes you know right. and uh you know i i had a, a a deeper appreciation for 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 getting the sound right everything had to be right the lighting had to be right you know what i mean you know the signals for for the, for the all the all the people who were performing had to be right everything had to be right and when you working man when you working with that many people you know uh-huh. I went to a concert last, well, a few weeks ago, and I saw the Temptations show at the, uh, what was that, the, um, uh, what was it, uh, it was here in D.C., and I saw it, and they were, you, you know, a lot of people are using tracks now, you yeah, know. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Uh, but when we did, I was <laughs> done it. Oh, no, when we, we did it, man. We it did was, the real deal, you know what I mean? That's right, that's right. It was tough. Now, tracks are easier because you, you know exactly what's going to happen, you know what I mean? But uh, it's, it's, it comes across a little differently, you know? Yeah. It comes across a little differently, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I learned, you know, that, that whole experience, uh, you know, I kind of saw things from, a, from, a, from a behind the scenes from a different perspective as far as being the actual performer on the stage, you know? And I, I enjoyed it. I really, I yeah. truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 another. It's a whole other thing. Like I said, and from our from from where we were, mm. like since we really couldn't see, you couldn't the see show. It, right. I mean, we had we had a a monitor, <laughs> a little monitor, a little monitor <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. that the music director had to look at. That's right. To to make sure That's that right. we had our cues That's in the right, right. place. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was it was it was great, man. And uh, you know, like I, again, man, you know, you did a wonderful job for me, man, and I really oh, appreciate hey, that. Oh, man, yeah. th- th- that's not a problem at yeah. all, man. That's not. Another... I hope you've enjoyed part one of my conversation with Laron Young. 
I will continue with our conversation next week. The music for this episode comes from Tracy Cutler's CD, The Path. If you want information on the Musicians Real Talk podcast, go to www.glendouglasmusic.com. And remember, music is God's gift to the world. It is not your invention. Musicians Real Talk. It's real talk. It's real good. Thank you.